All right. Hello and welcome to Kyle to You. I am Kyle. This is episode two on racism. I am here with my friend Brandon Reed. Good evening. And we are going to continue our discussion that we started a couple, probably three weeks ago. About a month ago. About a month ago. Almost exactly. We were going to do it sooner, but Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, lots of other stuff. But I am doing show a week. So we're ta- I'm taping a show a week anyway, and then it'll be, or, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm releasing a show a week. And sometimes I'll be doing taping two and three at a time, just in case I skip a week somewhere else. Now this is weird. Oh no, okay. We look good. I swear that should be. Yeah, that's perfect actually. That looks great. All right. It looks great, so he's going to change it again. <laughs> so... Uh, typically we start out with trending topics, which also, our trending topic for this episode, also happens to coincide with our topic today, racism, and the trending topic that I'd like to talk about is Yalqaeda. Yalqaeda? Who are currently... Oh, the Yalqaeda. Yes. We're talking about Oregon. Oh, welcome, KJ O'Neill 66 <laughs> Kim's watching. KJ O'Neill? My aunt. Oh! Kimberly! Yes. Good evening. Is that behind? Is it like yes. a couple seconds behind? It's distracting too, isn't it? I'm losing my mind. Yes. Kim! This is, this is, this is for you. What does he say? My studio. <laughs> we are in your house, apparently. I love the decor. It looks like something my mom would make. Well, Pull she's going to hate that. Well, I mean, my mom's pretty cool, so... Oh, okay. It's not a bad thing. It's she, a compliment. She stopped watching just because of that She comment. turned off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> she said LOL. Okay. So, uh, Adonis, where are you? Normally you're so chatty and you haven't said a word tonight. In any event, um, so trending topics. First trending topic that happens to coincide with our continuing discussion on racism and uh, those are the Al-Qaeda people that are claiming right. yihad on our federal government. Loosely coincides with racism. I mean, if, if you're considering the fact that they're, you know, most likely redneckish and most likely um, not very socially uh, evolved, then yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> I love how you were like, yes, and still far away from the mic. You're like... Well, yes, I, I couldn't I tell if you were nodding or if you were... <laughs> right, it looked like a nod. It's like a partial nod. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, these guys... Can they see that icon? Yes. This little icon right here? Yes. It looks like you're touching my breast. I'm uh, not against it. Okay. Yalqaeda. Yalqaeda. So these people are... one. The guy that's leading it is the same guy, Clive and Bundy's son, who... Uh, fought the government last year over land that they didn't pay taxes on and then wanted to say they don't need to pay taxes because uh, it's not in the Constitution or something ridiculous like that. This year he's back for two people that committed arson, a federal offense, on federal land, burned up taxpayer property uh, on purpose, and then went to jail 
The federal sentence says that it's a minimum of five years. The judge, who happened to be friendly with them, said, oh, that's too harsh. 127 acres, Kim says. 127, well. Of, of taxpayers' property. Right. And um, I don't know the details. I'm surprised you, you know so much that you remembered that much. Well, well she, she told me 127. Right. But you mean everything else? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know much about the situation overall other than a bunch of rednecks are trying to take over some federal land or, you know, that's about as much as I know and it's pretty vague. Right. So, so then the judge, who was a, a pal of theirs in that close-knit hillbilly-ish community, uh, decided that the federal law that says uh, arson on federal land has a minimum of five years, that's too much for them. There's no reason they have to serve five years. They only have to serve two years or whatever it was. Did they serve time? They served two years. However, that was appealed by the federal government because they said, wait a second, federal laws have to serve five years minimum for arson of federal property. Right. So they lost. Uh, the federal government won because it's quite clear in the law. So the judge went back and said, okay, you have to serve the other three years. So then for some reason, this gets Cliven Bundy's son all up in arms, I guess, because the federal government saying telling people they have to do something again. Um, him and he gets a whole bunch of his hillbilly Yal Qaeda friends, and they decide to arm themselves and take over a federal building. Right. And right. which would only happen as we've discussed before. Um, you know, if it was any other race or ethnicity, most likely I feel like the outcome would be different. Yes. So that's how it relates to, to racism. racism. Exactly. Right. Because, you know, you have the black guy that doesn't have a gun that gets shot because the cop thought it was a cell phone and he was right. just walking across the street. But you have 50 hillbillies with semi-automatic weapons take over a federal property and the police have done nothing. Right. At all. I would assume that obviously a lot of that is in need of an explanation, but at the same time, you're going to get different crowds when you're in Baltimore with a, a higher population, especially a higher, you know, urban population, a more diverse population. Who know, I don't know the population of the area in Oregon where that happened. I think the closest but it's town Bumble F. The closest town has eighteen hundred people or right. something. So I'm, I, I, I would assume that contributes to... With their guns drawn when this takeover happened, Kim said. Exactly. Right. right, no, I mean, it's insane. If this happened in Philadelphia, that it would be completely different, and I, I probably wouldn't be the same reaction as Ferguson or Baltimore, but it would probably be relatively similar. I think a lot of it has to do with it being in the middle of nowhere. So you think um, if it was black people in Oregon... I think that there would be, if it was, you know, Muslims or, you know, African Americans of some sort, then yeah, I think that the response would be a little bit different, but it wouldn't so be I. something that would, you know, kind of mimic, you know, a, a city, a populated city, because it's a different type of area. But yeah, I mean, I think there would be a different response, probably not as severe as, you know, Baltimore or Ferguson. Right, where they, where they brought out... Right. The Black Lives Movement so didn't like, have guns, right. and they brought out the National Guard. Because there's a... a one hundredth of the population there, but yeah, I mean, I agree. The response would most likely uh, be different. 
Right. I mean, to me, unarmed people, you bring out the National Guard. Armed people that take over a federal building. Right. And you say, you know what? You got a point. We're going to let, let them, them talk. Yeah. Right. Let's let them do their thing and we'll see how this let's plays out. Let's make them talk. Well, they look like the people that run this building anyway. Right. So let's just <laughs> let them have at it. Right. While we think about it. They're white. They're not going to hurt anyone. They're just... <laughs> They're just God-fearing they men. Right. Exactly. They're just Americans. But were they violent in Oregon? No, they weren't violent in Oregon yet. However, they released a video stating that... One in particular released a video stating that he had to miss Christmas and New Year's because he was sworn to protect the Constitution, even though he's not in the military, which I don't, I don't get... If you're sworn to protect the Constitution, why don't you right. join the military? Right. Because then not, you'll really be a patriot. And not take over a federal building. Exactly. But, yeah. and, th- and But the real reason is because, let's be honest, they hate the government. So they couldn't join the military because right. they would be getting orders from the people that they hate. And that's why I don't agree when they call themselves the true patriots. No, to me, the true patriots are military. Right. Right. And how many other groups can hate the government the same way but have the appeal that these guys do as far as overall socially, you know, in this country. There's clearly a different response um, online, on the Internet that I've seen so far. I mean, people aren't even really talking about it. You know, while Baltimore and Ferguson were talked about every day for three months. Right. And here's the other thing. If they were Muslim, they'd be dead. Yeah. They would be would be called terrorists. And they would probably have a tactical team sent in, and they would all be taken out. Which, to me, should happen anyway. Right. They, to me, they are terrorists. They oh, yeah, are, yeah, definitely. you know, they are inciting fear um, and using right. uh, their weapons and their words. I mean, in that video, that manifesto video that he talked about, um, he said he is going there to die. Those were his words. Right. And he's not killing himself. He's bringing a gun. So obviously he's, right. he's implying that he's ready to take on the federal government. And they all are. Which to me is crazy. Bananas. Yeah. If, if you don't agree with the federal government, then you run for office. Or you organize your community to right. elect somebody that was... Uh, represents your views. Right. I mean, I don't think anyone would have a problem with disagreeing with the government. We all do from time to time. Exactly. And to me, the an even bigger point is these are people that supposedly legally have guns. Right. These people are so nuts that these are the people that shouldn't legally have guns. Right. These are the people that shouldn't be able to, you know, pass a background check, a mental health check if right. we had them. Because if you think that there's this gigantic conspiracy... Or the federal government. If there's someone who's willing to take over a federal building with guns, I think it's there's a good argument there as to why that person shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> right. If you're willing to use a uh, heavy, you know, I don't know what type of gun they were using, but if you're willing to do that with any type of firearm, you're pretty nuts. Yeah, and you're willing to take out federal agents. Right. You're willing to kill our government's servants essentially there's ways to do it other than the way that they did but i mean i feel like it's more of an animalistic kind of primal yeah we're gonna go get them you know someone who really had intellect would you know use social media would would start a movement in any other way right than what they did right 
even ISIS uses Twitter. Right. I mean, and these people are literally forcefully taking over a uh, federal government building. So that's that's crazy to me. I think that I think it's be. pretty funny. It's just the whole thing, you know. It's, it would it's be easy to it's easy to get mad at because you know you compare it to other situations and how people are treated. But I just look at the whole scope of all of it as humorous. It is funny Saddening to a point, well, but right, it's yeah. dangerous as well right. because you're talking about taking over a federal building with weapons. Imagine if I went into the state building with weapons and you and me and a bunch of people were like, you know what, we're mad at the state. We're going to go take it over. We would be shot dead on site, most likely. Right. You know I mean, what I mean, was it like the state? It's the federal building. Was it the state office or the state building of, or I had no idea what it was. Building a it was a federal right. building. Federal building. Right. Kim said, what about right. the sit-ins of the 60s? To me, there was nothing, peaceful protest is, is within the law. Bringing a gun and going in and <clears throat> taking over a federal building with the intent to hurt or kill federal agents is terrorism. I mean, you're literally using fear and the threat of violence to push your political agenda. Right. Here's the other thing. Well, I just lost it. The other thing? What was the other thing? <laughs> I don't know. I just lost it. Uh, right. Well, new subject anyway. It's, it's, you know, to hell with them. You know, whatever. They, they're, they're, they're ignorant, and I've lost interest. So... It's not an open, it's, uh, they can't go in the building with their gun, no. Can't bring a, uh, can't bring a open carry into a federal building. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, of course, because the politicians that vote in open carry don't want people open and carrying right. around them. Right. Just around all of us. Right. Just because. Hey, Jillian. Oh. Um, all right, so. Today we are continuing our conversation on racism. This is Kyle to you. For those coming back, we filmed a little bit like 20 minutes ago and then took a break because 20 minutes is a lot of talking and I'm not that entertaining and he certainly isn't. But I can't even read actually. (laughs) I'm actually helping him sit up straight right at this moment. (laughs) So, okay. So let's talk about racism. We talked about the yihad, the Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. And the yihadists in Oregon, those crazy hillbillies. Hey there, Jillian. How are you? Jillian, hey. Oh, Jill. That's my homegirl. I love Jill. Jill. Yes. Jill the homegirl. That's my homegirl, Jill. Would it be bad if I wanted to... Oh. What was Jeez. That is... Uh... <laughs> Wouldn't be very nice. It's not what Jesus would do, being that he's from the Middle East. Yeah, that is actually very, very true. Well, we all descended from that area. So, you know, you'd be blowing up yourself, essentially. Because we're all one, get it? Are you high? I was. (laughs) Oh, oh, she said I got that from the Donald. (laughs) The Donald. My own boy. No, I know you are. Um, I'm so excited that Jill is here. I'm like all... uh, all the clemp now. I knew she was coming. So oh, look at all the look at look at the hearts. Yes, we're getting a ton of love. We're getting a lot of love. Let is, me check my Snapchat. Is I'm, it possible oh, to not take a selfie for twenty minutes? I'm, I'm on uh, now. I'm taking a selfie, but I was on Snapchat and I got a I got a little you know a beep. So 
You're right. Very unprofessional. Pea hearts. We got to be consistent, though. <laughs> we do have to be. Consistent. We're never can, we're never professional, so we have to continue to be not professional. That's kind of what we got going here. <laughs> being complete lunatics, <laughs> keeping it natural. Why do you have a radio voice? It's much different than your normal voice. Because when I'm, you know, when I have people watching me, I like to make it a little bit weird and uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> That's so funny. Speaking of weird and uncomfortable, because. My left nipple is actually hard. You've been telling me that for three weeks. <laughs> no, it was the right one before. Damn it. But anyway. Are we allowed to curse on here? Because last time... Yes, we're not allowed to curse. Shoot. Yes. So, oh, so I saw this movie. Here's what you do if you curse. If you're going to curse, instead of saying a curse, you name a female pop star. I know, like, three. Who? You know, like, like, Madonna? Mm-hmm. But that's not, that doesn't sound good. See, I feel like the words, when you curse, you say them because they sound good to say. Now, maybe that's because that's what we've become accustomed to. But I don't see myself, like, stubbing my toe and screaming, Madonna! just doesn't flow. The other ones flow. Am I, am I off base? Imagine if you stub your toe and you're like, Shakira! Right, Sh- Shakira works. I like Shakira for that. <laughs> she said, get to the goods. She is not entertained by, um, by our... Pop star cars. Okay. E doozy. Yeah, she hated you. E doozy. Start the combo for us. What do you think? <laughs> e doozy. Who, who, uh, doesn't matter. Who, doesn't matter. the Katy Perry, is E doozy? And she's right here. She's a beautiful lady watching us. Racism. So, continuing the topic on racism. We discussed last week, we had a bunch, or last month, whenever it was, we had a bunch of people that were uh, involved in talking about racism and how it affected them specifically, which I thought was very, very interesting. There was a guy that talked about how he was mixed, and he didn't feel that he belonged to either race. He felt kind of alone. He was half black and half white, and he felt that he didn't really fit in with uh, his black friends and family, and he felt that he really didn't fit in with his white friends and family which I never, ever, ever really thought about. My godson, who I talked about at the last show, is mixed, and I don't think about it, you know? I mean, I think you just have to be yourself, and obviously I can't say much because I'm not mixed, but I think that if you are yourself, you know, enjoy your life, be who you are, people are always going to hate you. And yeah, probably if you're mixed, you're going to have a lot of stupid people on both sides that judge you because you're not as completely what they are. But it doesn't matter. You know, you're dealing with someone who's basing their opinion off of something that's baseless anyway. Oh, you have a certain amount of melanin, so F you. It's, it's not an appropriate way to think. It, it shows a social deficiency, in my opinion. I agree. I think, is racism a mental illness? Is hate a mental illness? That's actually be a really yeah, good I mean, yeah. show topic all by itself. Right. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's more of a mental illness than it is an appropriate way of being. I think it's just people that can't rationalize very well. This is interesting. E doozy. I'm pretty sick of being targeted for being white. Right. Well, I mean, there's... I get the point because I feel that way sometimes as well, but we started it. If you think about it, we started it. I agree with you and because, yeah, when you're white, anyone who's not white... Everything you do is racist. We're automatically racist because we're white and because we're privileged and things like that. I get that. But at the same time, 
you know, if you look at the history and how we got to where we are today, there's a reason that people feel the way that they do about Caucasian people. Um, and it's not <laughs> because, the same movement, and it's not because <laughs> we were making Christmas cookies for everyone. There's specific reasons that people feel a certain type of way. Now, I agree, it's not very productive for those types of people to be racist. It doesn't get anything done, but you understand why they might not like white people if they are not white. Um, because w even when we were in high school, people were inclusive, right? And when the people yeah. that are inclusive also have the power, the money, um, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. And so, you know, obviously the end result a lot of times is people, you know, are going to point fingers. I mean, I think any type of racism is irrational and... Any type of hate is right. irrational. Right. However, I, I want to bring something up, Eduzi. <laughs> She's going to hate me. Uh, she mentioned white privilege. She said so-called white privilege. And I've got to say, this is a real, white privilege is a real thing. It really, 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 really is. Uh, and let me explain. A black person and a white person apply for the same job. Uh, and, and there have been numerous studies done on this. And for the show, on the show page, I will for this episode, I'll actually get up those studies so you can see what I'm talking about. But numerous studies done where a black person and a white person uh, fakely, you know, this is researchers doing this, put in an application. And same exact resume. Right. The person with the black-sounding name, uh, Juanita Johnson, does not get the job, even though they have the exact same qualifications. And then they took it a step further, and they applied for jobs. One with the white person with the white-sounding name had less qualifications than the black person with the black-sounding name, and the white person got the job. That's white privilege. The fact that you don't have to, that, that white people, myself included, don't have to struggle, I don't totally agree, maybe back in the day. This was, this was recently. This was in the last few years that this happened, the, the, this, uh, this huge research study. And the fact that white people don't have to worry about that. I mean, there, there's obviously still racism today. Look at Donald Trump, of all, of all people. Whether it's fake or not, what he's doing is fueling racism for political gain, which that's, if that's his thing, okay. But it's racist, right? Saying that all Mexicans are rapists and blah, 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 blah. That's racist. It's not true. So white privilege is you don't have to go through your life with people saying that about you the, your entire life. You don't have to uh, worry when you go into a store. You know, it, it does happen all the time. Is e, e still here? Do you think that this doesn't occur? Or I'm crazy or what? You asking me? No, I was, asking ask, I was asking her. Right. I get treated bad when I go home from black proper people. Black people. She, uh, she's from New Orleans. What? Well, in, in New Orleans, you would, I guess, be... Are you kidding me? We just had, I just answered your question. She said, sorry, stepped away. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone is saying that any race 
can be stupid and rude to another race just because of the race that they are. So a black person can be ignorant and rude or racist to a white person and vice versa. But the difference is, look at the, the percentage of, of races that own companies. Look at Fortune 500 companies. It's 98% white. Um, if, if you think there are no externalities to that, that's delusional. Now, clearly, yeah, black people have said a lot of rude things to me because I'm white. Black people assume that I think a certain type of way. Black people assume that I'm stereotyping them and things like that. But you can't, you know, I'm not going to think that they haven't experienced that their whole life and tell them they're wrong for thinking that. Yeah, it might be a, a dumb point of view. But I think, you know, what a lot of people say is that it comes down to who has the power. Um, but, you know, realistically... Get over it. You know, people are going to be dumb. There's a lot of challenges in life. Who are you telling to get over it? Anyone who, if, if anyone is, is saying something to you to make you mad, you give them the power by getting upset about it. So I just want to clarify. So you're telling black people, get over racism. Um, they're not, you know, obviously it's much more, it's much deeper than that. But I think that it would be beneficial to not take it very seriously and, you know, rise above someone who says something rude to you for no reason. Obviously, it's a lot to deal with. And over time, yes, it creates a lot of negative energy and a lot of, you know, hate. Um, but yeah, for the most part, how much energy should you spend thinking about when someone who said something mean to you? When, but that's not all racism is. It's also a systematic, systematic... I, I never said that's all it is. That would be ridiculous, but that's one part so, of it. So how do you say, right. oh, you didn't get that job just because you're black? Get over it. That's ridiculous. Oh, right. you didn't get that okay. house because you're black? Oh, get over it. Okay, so, so clearly I'm not saying the playing field is equal. I'm not saying they're not going through that. But what are they supposed to do if they're not going to get over it? What should they do? Um, change the, uh, right, change change the, the system. system. Right, exactly. Start a and conversation we should, like right, we're doing. Like we're doing, exactly. And I agree with you. I think that it's dialogue is what's going to solve a lot of this type of stuff, people talking about it. Okay. But, so to but, clarify what you're saying, you're not saying black people get over racism. No. You, I mean, it's, it's, but know that you're better than that person that just called you an N-word for no reason. You know, and, and don't let that affect... E-doozy, remember, remember your comment. And don't let that affect every white person that you've ever seen don't oh you know a couple idiot caucasian people said something racist to you so therefore that's the entire white race no it's it's you know unfortunately you know the past is the past and we've we've had a long road of blatant racism and all that type of stuff but yeah things have changed a little bit for the better over the past 50 years at least but yeah we're, i mean obviously we still have a long way to go but I mean, how much time, if you go, if a black person goes to the store and someone, you know, looks at them strange, what happens if I go to the store and someone looks at me strange? My first thought isn't going to be that person's racist. I might think they're just having a bad day. Obviously, if, if, if you know, I'm not saying that I experience racism as much as a black person, but, you know, just throwing that out there. Yes, the only thing you can do is try to change the system and try to speak to people and try to bring up these topics. But what, are you going to go home and cry about it and, and plan on killing a white lady later? Like, what, what do you think you should do other than obviously talking and trying to make change? So, There's not so much you can do. So Tracy said, and I completely disagree with this, Tracy said they get things for free 
that we don't because of what happened in the past. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy. I mean, you look at the percentages. More white people are on welfare than black people. Exactly. So I would like to know, I would love to know what you mean by that. And, and, and okay, I'm things, challenging you on that. Look at your taxes. About less than 5% goes to welfare. 30% goes to uh, corporate subsidies. Yeah, so and, rich and people. 40, that's rich people. Right, and then 40% goes to military, of whom a large percentage of our military are black people, or, or minorities, I should say, um, which I also find funny because they are, you know, putting their lives on the line for our country. Um, I don't know what my point was with that. <laughs> and to say black that- college fund, there's Irish college fund, there's Native American college fund. I mean, so you can't just say, oh, black college fund. Anybody can set up a college fund. There, there's Irish college funds. BET, CBS. CBS is the whitest channel ever. Well, maybe not as white as uh, CMT, the country music television. But BET, there's, there's a reason we need BET, and that is because there is no other place that is representative of the black culture on television. With the white culture, you can go to 349 other channels and see life represented. Minorities are rep- underrepresented on television. If they are, and I forget the exact statistic, again, I will have this statistic up on the episode page for the show, but if uh, minorities are, you know, 38% of the population of the United States, they are 4% represented on television. So that, to me, is why we need BET. And to me, if you don't, okay, they have Black Month. If we did White Month, we would be racist. They have Afri- they have uh, Black History Month, correct, and that is because again, Black history is underrepresented in uh, in education, and the rest of the freaking year is White History Month. Right. You know, I mean, we, we talk. Oh, Columbus discovered America uh, as it's as if it's a great thing that he accidentally arrived here and then murdered and raped the actual people who lived here, and then we stole our land. We, of course, Tracy said, that's fine, but we're not allowed to do the same. Of course we could. Do, do, we, not, uh, uh, do we not have Irish, or what's it called, St. Paddy's Day, and um, here we have a big Italian-American festival week, and, uh, you know, I feel like every you know, Puerto Rican Day parade, I mean, you know, every kind of minority is represented in some way. Right, I mean... Or not. Well, totally, but I, I think that's that's true that all of those you know different nationalities are represented. But I mean, I think that there is is clearly you know certain biases. Now, now clearly things have changed a lot since you know up until now, twenty fifteen. But look at how things look at what happened to bring us to where we are today, as far as uh, the inner cities, as far as urban areas. Uh, you know, so. You know, there were equal rights given in 1964. So as soon as those equal rights were given, do you think automatically all white people were like, oh, hey, Jamar, come on into my house and join my... No, they were completely exiled from society. They, they were they research redlining, that's redlining, and you can see how African-Americans were not allowed to purchase homes in white areas. And if they were, they had crosses burnt on their front porch just talk to your grandparents about that. Now, 
or, or we parents. We didn't want them really. in our schools. We didn't want them anywhere near us. We made them On go the to certain areas and urban areas, which they we made sure that they lived in specific areas. We wouldn't give them loans. I'm not making this up. Google it for yourself. I don't even need to go into it more. But think about it. How much has changed since 1964? They, we didn't welcome them in and, and, and try to make them a part of society. Even if you had a degree back then. Oh, we're not hiring that damn... I don't care where he graduated. Um, you know, talk to any black person that is 50 years old or older. I guarantee you they have stories of being called an N-word to their face at work. Because I know several right now that I could even bring on the show if know, you wanted to talk to them. I know people our age that... that. Right, so... So if uh, oh but black people get stuff for free and so why don't we? Well there's multiple different reasons. So think about back in 1965 once they were given rights, who owned the companies? Who had 100% of the power? And and when black people did start to get power before 65, what happened? Research Oklahoma in the early 30s. What happened there? It was called Black Wall Street. Black people finally started to create organizations. Guess what we did? We blew up literally the entire town. I'm not going to go into it more. Research it. That's that really type of stuff happened for hundreds of years. We didn't. It was illegal for black people to read up until about what seventy or eighty years ago. Are you kidding me? And, and now we're giving them money. Are you? It's just again. It's just the logic of white people being in their comfortable area. I don't want to think outside the box. Blah blah blah. You're stupid. Anyone who thinks like that. And I'll talk. To, and and I was stupid like that too. Until he's I not actually, talking about anybody until I here. I actually by researched the way. it. No, I'm I'm an idiot as well. But actually, look into it. I mean, it's not just oh, you know, if you you know every day try to put yourself in other people's shoes and really how it would be without any sort of bias, and you'll realize that you know it's it's really not as even as we think it is right now. And yes, we're making strides to get there, but we're all stupid animals and we don't have very good rational sense. Okay, Tracy, he, she she thinks you're talking specifically about her. He's not. No, he, I'm he just talking took, about. He took what you were saying and went. Like I'm a million percent with it. So general. don't 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 think that he's talking uh, about myself. I'm talking about my family. I'm talking about just society in general. So, uh, but I want to bring up a point. Eduzi mentioned. Uh, well, what about the Irish? And I know what she's totally, talking. Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Totally. I know what she's talking about. What she's talking about is the Irish slaves. Let's talk about that for a second. There were no Irish slaves in America. What there were was indentured servants. There's a huge, huge difference between indentured servitude and slavery. Slavery is when they ripped them from their country and brought them here as a piece of property and were that person's property until the day they died. When they were raped by their owner, that child was then their property until the day that that child died. There was no freedom. You were property. Indentured servitude is when you willingly enter a a contract, and for a set amount of time where you're doing work for X amount of dollars, and at the end of that contract, you get your freedom and the money. Indentured servitude was a way for Irish people in Ireland to have a better life in America. So it was a way that they couldn't afford to get here, so they would enter a contract with a property owner or whatever, they would enter a contract. The guy would bring him over here and put him up for however many years they agreed to. I think it was typically five to seven years. And then at the end of that five to seven years when he did work, he was never property. The Irish were never property. They were servants. They were employees. Slaves were not employees. They were property. I owned you. 
the right. IR, with indentured servitude, that is not what it was. And then at the end of your contract, you got a big, you know, five grand or whatever, and you were free to start your life in America. And that is the difference. To me, one is a willing participant right. where you are willingly entering into a contract to do work. Another one is where you are unwillingly the property of somebody else for the rest of your life. As far as the Irish go, I think that there's clearly differences in which they were treated compared to you know African slaves in this country. But I mean, I, she but, has a but point. Irish were not slaves, right? But but as far as I mean, it's 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 common knowledge that when the Irish came over here in large numbers, and the same with the Italians, that they were treated second class citizens, sure, class citizens of course, all. but and, they were not property, and they could right, and also they could easily, more easily blend in because once you come and and you know you make a baby with someone else who is also Caucasian, you know, you go from being Irish to, you know, what, what really are you? Oh, who cares? You look like me, so it really doesn't right, matter. Right, you're white. If you're black, it's a completely different story. If you're Muslim, it's a completely different story. But, you know, the different European countries, yeah, you're a guap. If you're Italian, you come over here, oh, all those guaps are dumb. So, you know, the, I guess the initial settlers, what, the, uh, the English, I guess there were Germans and some Dutch. Um, so the original people who were over here, Hated on all the newcomers, hated on the Irish, hated on the Italians. But then they kind of blended in, and all that was left were, you know, the Asians. And, uh, yeah, you know, the... Uh, Asians had let, their... Let's, let's hate the Asians. You know, there is something to say about how, you know, hardworking they are and things like that, but it still doesn't equal what, um, you know, in my opinion, what the Africans went through. And also, there's many differences as far as appearance that obviously means a lot in the society as far as how you look. You know, a lot of really... Petty nuances can piss someone off, like mm -hmm. as far as, I don't like the way he talks. Oh, look at the way he carries himself. He ain't respectful. You know, it's... It, pull up, means, pull up you know, your pants. And, and there's points to be made there, but I think it comes down a lot to, you know, the family structure, you know, not getting jobs and years and years of that. I'm not saying that it's completely white people's fault, because it's not. But there's something to be said in, in the way in which the system was set up over the past you know, 40 to 50 years, if you research hundred years, hundred, excuse me, yeah, hundreds of years. And, and just, just so we're all clear, I mean, in Oregon, less than a hundred years ago, I mean, not Oregon, Utah, black people were not legally allowed in the state. Right. In Utah, right. a state right. within, you know, our lifetime. Are you guys on something else other than Periscope? Uh, this is going, this is edited. So this is the live stream. And then, this is edited into a short YouTube video, short meaning 20 minutes, half hour or whatever, and then the longer uncut version goes to a podcast. So you get the Periscope, the live stream while we're doing it, so we get interaction with you guys, make the show come alive, and we get into debates, and you hate me, and, um, and I love you, and all that stuff. And then, oh, she said I was wondering why I couldn't curse. You can curse. I don't know why we can't curse, but because I'd be reeling them off. It's probably better for my uh, current occupation that I don't. I mean, Katy Perry, can you, like, uh, that was a joke. We can say uh, Katy Perry. Yeah, that's, was, that's a uh, curse. Yeah, exactly. Right, so I was going to say, Katy Perry, can you shut up about it? But right. I forgot to shut up about it part. So it didn't you make shut sense. up a curse? I don't, I don't think that's a curse. We all agree blacks were untreated fair, but... I am waiting for this one, Tracy. Hold on. She said, I, I got to stop you. E. Doozy said it's time to move on. Here's the thing. They can't move on when it's still happening. 
you know, when black people are being shot in the street for being black, you can't move on from that. Right. I mean, I had, I had a very diverse friend base in high school, and the majority of my white friends literally called me an N-lover. You know, and like, you know, treated me differently because I was open-minded. And And this is within 10 years. And yes, it's petty. And yes, I should be able to overlook that. But I'm just pointing out that clearly it still means something that 10 years ago in high school, you know, people treated me like I was a lunatic because I hung out with people that weren't white. Right. In 2005, planet Earth, Delaware. Like, that's petty European Caucasian bull-ish. In my opinion, and I guarantee, and you're going to say, "Oh, that didn't happen in my high school." Yes, it did. I don't care where you went; it happened. Period. It, 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 you know, and I think this is something that collectively, as human beings, we're working on getting over, not judging the book by its cover. And we're going to need to evolve spiritually a little bit more in order to realize that it's all BS. But until then, all we can do is talk about it and laugh about it and cry about it and punch our mothers in the face about it. What? I <laughs> Pop culture words. Tracy, I hope Tracy and E Doozy, I hope that you know I respect both of your opin- opinions opinions. If I walked We're... into a black neighborhood in New Orleans, I would get shot. That is so 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 over dramatic. You think have one possibility, yeah. E-do- they... What? No, it's not. But they'd shoot anybody. It was <laughs> yeah, you'd probably get shot, yes. Because what do you know? Because you're white and you have money. Yes. How do you know she has money? They might assume that she has money because she's probably... That is so ridiculous. Do you know how many white people walk through New Orleans and don't get shot? I don't think... insane. I don't think they would shoot her because she's white and they're racist. I think they would shoot her because they have nothing and they were put in a very desperate situation. So, yes, that's a free meal. I I have walked through... I'm not kidding. Through Compton in Los Angeles at 2 a.m., Walk down the street by myself, and nobody did or said a thing to me. People were like, yo, what's up, man? I mean, there was no... It's uh, a significantly higher percentage of being shot where you were there compared to walking in Middletown, Delaware. That's hands down a fact. And what I'm saying is, right. I was in Compton. Right, I've been to Anaheim, which is similar, and, not as bad, but close. And Anaheim is where Disney World is. Disneyland. Go to Anaheim, bro. I've been to I've been to Disneyland. Go two blocks from Anaheim. I'm telling you. But anyway, from Disneyland, that's what I meant. I know. I know. Go two blocks from Disneyland. It's pretty weird. So my point is, I've uh, you know I've walked. I agree with you. Yeah. You agree with her? I agree with her. We just said I I walked through Compton, which is much worse than New Orleans. That was one time. Do that a hundred times. I guarantee something would happen. You walk through any city a hundred times, and I guarantee something would happen. City. Not Middletown. But that's the whole point. Wilmington. That's our whole, that's our whole argument. But yeah. it's not bla- It's not because of black... It's not, oh, black people are going to shoot you because you're white. No, it is... No, it's, be- it's because of the economic situation that they are currently still suffering through, which a lot of people don't want to look into. And yes, there are specific reasons. I mean, if you go into... Uh, you know, New Orleans right now, you're going to see a lot of stuff that would probably frustrate you. Like, oh, look at Taekwon over there with his pants sagging with his, with his gun in his hand. 
But think about generations and generations and generations of being turned down because of what they look like. And if you think it doesn't happen, then research it. Because it happens. And it's happened for 50, no, excuse me, it's happened for 400 years in that part of town. And to be consistently told that I hate you because you're different over and over and over again, you know, I'm not saying they specifically were, but generations of that, yes, it has an effect. Hold on. I've got, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because, Tracy, and I'm not laughing, I'm laughing at you, but I'm not laughing at you. She said, you guys just don't know what we experience, which I think is hysterical. I've, I, I, <laughs> she said, we're from the streets. <laughs> no, you, you, excuse me. I mean, Philly is Wilmington's worth. Yeah, worth yeah, Wilmington. You know that Wilmington is the number one I was, per capita. I was on Fourth Street today. That's called literally is the highest death per capita in, in the, the United States of America. Yes, including Chicago. And I was on Fourth Street today. And yeah, if I walked down Fourth Street, I saw a couple guys that I was scared of because they were black. Because it's Fourth <laughs> Street, so and yes, because they were black. Yes. What do you mean? Because most likely, what are you doing walking on a Tuesday night at 9.30, standing in a corner looking creepy? If, if it was my grandmother... So it wasn't because they were black. If it was my grandmother and her, she had her pants, pants sagging and holding, you know, with, with her hand <laughs> down her pants, I'd be like, oh shit, that, excuse me, that woman is going to do something weird. You meant, uh, you meant shoot, oh, Ellie Golding. Right. <laughs> oh, Ellie Golding, Right. <laughs> So you didn't mean because they were black. You meant because, because of the situation and because of where he where was. it was exactly. And I was just looked shady. If someone looks shady, they look shady. I don't care if they're an alien. I don't care exactly. if they. I was just. You know, yeah. Was I was some, just trying to uh, bust your Lady Gaga's, and right. uh, <laughs> I mean all these. <laughs> I was trying to bust your Lady Gaga's. I was just busting your chops, and so, okay, we got to wind this show down. It seems like we can never, like, we could just have this episode, we could just have this we topic We could have this episode consistently. Well, I think that we're so used to being in our comfort zone, we have to talk about this weird type of stuff, and, you know, hopefully we're going to have more online viewers, and I want to get more people in on the, on the conversation. And then, we'll, and then it'll be up on YouTube, which I, is the main I think spot. that the way that we move forward is by using our minds and really thinking about the cause of a lot of these things and why there are certain groups and why we as humans are so socially inept rather than just looking at a black person or an Asian person or whatever and putting them in that box. You know, and I think anyone would agree with that. I think that anyone, you know, there's so much to be said. You can't, there's infinite podcasts about this topic and we still wouldn't be much further, but uh, there's only so much we can do. And I think that having open discussions about it is important and people not getting offended. I mean, I know I'm an idiot, but, let's, but there needs to be topics talked about that are awkward and that make people... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. To do away with uncomfortableness, right. you need to get uncomfortable. And right. then it becomes comfortable. Right. That, I like that quote. You should write that down. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Share you. What story? Oh, one of the Oprah stories. She said, your story is very moving, Kyle. Oprah, probably the life class? Yeah, probably one of the Oprah shows. Thank you. And I'm trying to uh, 
to do my piece to help others like I was helped. And I believe that telling your story... No, it's completely fine. Making it weird. I believe that telling your story... You know, I saw on those shows, when I did those four shows, that me telling my story, I had thousands and thousands and thousands of people, strangers, that to this day email me, message me, find me on Facebook, uh, all kinds of stuff... And say how me telling my story helped them. And it was then that I realized that if me telling my story could change somebody's life, imagine if we all told our stories, which is why I started this, Kyle, to you. I thought, what a great way to tell stories through having people on, through you guys interacting, through all kinds of stuff, where if we all tell our story enough, who's it going to touch, you know? And the more we tell it, the more people we can touch. The more people we touch, the more minds we can change. So that's why we have topics like this. And uh, I did one on transgender life a couple weeks ago that'll be coming out soon. And I want to do one of those. You, you want to? I want to join in on that conversation. Gotcha. I was confused I for a second. Weird. Okay. You don't. Good mean, weird. Yes. Good weird. You don't mean weird. Good weird. He means uncomfortable. Like he always says, weird. Weird. Anyway. Stuff. Yeah, so that so that's why I do it, Tracy. I will not stop talking until somebody shuts me up, and that will be pretty hard. <laughs> no. Uh, so they can so try. yeah, yeah, they can try. Um, so that's why I opened up this space, the website Kyle to you dot com two with a two with the number, and then you with the you two with a two, <laughs> or just go to Kyle McMahon dot me, uh, and then you know we have the. Uh, the podcast where this unedited conversation will be on the YouTube channel where the edited version will be on and, uh, and hope to reach as many people as possible. So, um, if you want to tell your story, Tracy, all hearts to you too. Um, and if you want to tell your story, because I believe that everybody has a story and we can all learn from it, uh, contact me, go to the contribute page on my website and, uh, and tell your story. Maybe we can, um, Turned it into something. <laughs> she said, I'll tell the st- tell uh, my story of the streets. <laughs> Keep it cheap, bro. Keep it real, hey, dog. No one's been through more street situations, I would argue. I'm sure you're going to argue that. I mean, I've been in the hood, hood in South Philly with... And again, it is different when you're the only white person in the crowd, which I've been... Multiple, multiple, multiple different occasions, and you do get a different perspective from that. I don't know what anyone's been through. It doesn't matter. Let's make it weird and talk about this stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's that's for another episode. That's for another podcast. Yes, that's for another podcast. Uh oh, she got called out as an uptown girl. Uh, oh no, I can't sing because we'll have to pay for that. Well, that that is another thing oh, that you okay. know. But we can't. You know, how, how long is this going to be? You know. Because well, I, I, I was the, ending it, but you're but close you know enough. So yeah. Let me, let me shut so, um, is there any other random up. things that you wanted you wanted to interject before we go? No more, no more rants. I think I'm ranted out. We are enjoying you, but we have to keep the show in time. I mean, this will all go on the podcast, but the YouTube show we got to keep. Uh, What's the time frame here? What, what, an hour? How long has it been? Like I don't know, an hour. Really? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Eduzi. You guys are the best, and you guys can watch all of your exciting comments on the YouTube and the podcast. We can't watch the podcast. You can listen. Uh, yes, it is a great combo. Thank you so much. I really appreciated you guys coming and, uh, and 
contributing because it wouldn't be a show without you guys. So you guys rock. I love you. Hearts to you. Love you. I love you too. White power. <laughs> oh my god. Anyone uh, who just saw that was a joke, guys. You're gonna be okay. Good night. <laughs> you guys rock. <laughs>